So Brett Kavanaugh is being accused of having his penis pushed into another woman's hand. So is he responsible for the sexual misconduct or is it the friend? How do, how do you push another person's penis into somebody's hand? I mean, that's what, that's what they're saying with these new Kavanaugh allegations. I mean, I don't want to be graphic here. I don't want to be crass. But the only way to realize how little sense these allegations make is to actually think of how the anatomy of that would work. And then you realize it makes no sense. You can't push somebody's penis into a hand. These absurd allegations that the New York Times reported without mention of the fact that the alleged victim doesn't even remember it are simply a means to get him off the bench and sell their crappy books. So it's been a year since the bevy of completely baseless allegations were hurled at the Supreme Court Justice Kavanaugh, and they're still not done. So we'll get into it, but first a message from our sponsor, who is Cabbage. Your time is valuable, and trying to get the money you need to create a small business shouldn't take up all of it. So there's this company called Cabbage that I want to tell you about that's created a simple, modern way for businesses to access up to $250,000 of credit. Because anyone who's built a business knows getting access to funds is a huge help, if not essential. I mean, you can't grow your business if you don't have funds. So Cabbage's application process is online, and it takes just minutes to complete and get your decision. If your business qualifies, you can access the amount you need right away and withdraw more funds whenever you need extra capital. Cabbage, of course, has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and has provided over 200,000 small businesses with access to funding. Get the money you need to run your small business today. Go to cabbage.com. That's cabbage.com to get started. Cabbage.com, credit line subject to review and change. Individual requests for capital are separate installment loans issued by Celtic Bank, member FDIC. Okay. So the New York Times, in a piece about, remember Debbie Ramirez? Oh, this poor, underprivileged goody-two-shoes whose innocence was stolen when Brett Kavanaugh drunkenly pulled down his pants and exposed himself to her. I mean, this story is a year old, but it came this weekend. They rehashed it because it came with a new allegation. They write, quote, we also uncovered a previously unreported story about Mr. Kavanaugh in his freshman year that echoes Ms. Ramirez's allegation. A classmate, Max Steyer, saw Mr. Kavanaugh with his pants down at a different drunken dorm party where his friends pushed his penis into the hand of a female student. They just pushed his, pushed his penis. Then they claim this. They say, we corroborated the story with two officials who have communicated with Steyer. So, I mean, Steyer could have made this up and then told two other people, and then they corroborated the story. Because two officials who have communicated with Steyer simply means people whom Steyer told the story to. That doesn't mean they were witnesses who corroborated the story itself. And the New York Times in their story leaves out an extremely important detail that you could only find if you read the book they're trying to promote with this. Molly Hemingway points out that the book notes quietly that the woman Max Steyer named as having been supposedly victimized by Kavanaugh and friends denies any memory of the alleged event. Well, wait, so you're telling me the woman who they are claiming was sexually harassed by Kavanaugh is saying, no, this never happened? And that was not included in the story? I mean, this is, this is an affront to journalism. H how can this publication be treated as a serious outlet? 
Now, they issued a correction, but the cat's already out of the bag. And virtually all of the Democratic 2020 candidates are now calling for a Kavanaugh's impeachment. This is how they want this to work. Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders, Cory Booker, Kamala Harris, Pete Buttigieg, Julian Castro. They have all called for impeachment proceedings. Biden came short of calling for impeachment. He said, quote, this weekend's report in The New York Times raises again profoundly troubling questions about the integrity of the confirmation process that put Brett Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court in the first place. But Beto said this. The American people deserved better. And given the fact that it appears as though Brett Kavanaugh lied under oath, which is a crime, uh, I think that he has disqualified himself for service on the Supreme Court. What's and, the remedy and for that? He should step down or he should be impeached. This is, of course, the only reason they're making these allegations. They want him off the bench. They don't care if they're really true or if it really happened. They view it simply as a means to impeach Kavanaugh, just as they don't really care if Trump colluded with Russia. They don't really care if Trump paid hush money to Stormy D. They don't really care about Trump's finances. They simply want Trump gone. They simply want Kavanaugh gone. And they call the allegations credible, even though the victim herself says it didn't happen. But if they say it's credible, oh, then it must be. And so you have AOC saying it's unsurprising that Kavanaugh, credibly accused of sexual assault, would lie under oath to secure a Supreme Court seat. And now you got Hollywood getting in on the impeachment fervor. Rob Rayner, Deborah Messing, Rosie O'Donnell, Mia Farrow, all of the losers are saying he must be impeached. Interesting that the allegation comes from one of Clinton's defense attorneys who represented Bill Clinton when he himself was accused of sexual assault. Certainly there's no political motivation there. There's no believe all women behind this. It's not, not even a woman that's behind this allegation. So I guess believe all women, unless the woman's saying it never happened and then don't believe her. No, this is about destroying your political opponents. Even though there are no new credible allegations, but you have to trust Mr. Steyer. You have to trust the man making the allegation, but not the woman who says it never happened. With Christine Blasey Ford, remember, we were told her allegations were credible, too, even though there was no one to corroborate them. And in fact, the same book that they're trying to promote with this article quotes a friend of Christine Blasey Ford's who says, nope, I don't believe her. Quote, it just didn't make any sense. Lifelong friend Leland Kaiser told New York Times reporters about Ford's allegations, adding, I don't have any confidence in the story. So, you know, there's really no need to revisit this story. The reporters who wrote this story, Robin Pogerbin and Kate Kelly, they just want to sell their anti-Kavanaugh book. And liberals want Kavanaugh off the bench. Just last week, the Supreme Court ruled that the United States would not need to accept asylees who hadn't first applied in other countries. They don't like that. So there couldn't be a better time to get rid of this conservative justice. So what happens? The Democrats and the media, they work together to create a smear that will rile up the base into an impeachment effort. This is how the modern left debates. They smear you so that you don't have to engage, so that they don't have to engage with your ideas and the hopes that the smears will be damning enough to eject you from the picture and then they don't have to deal with you. If this were about justice, they'd be going to law enforcement and having them deal with it. Instead, it's political. So they went to the FBI and the New York Times and the media in order to sell books and destroy a good man's character. Planned Parenthood is an appropriate stain on humanity that pushes vulnerable young women into having abortions. They are not a healthcare provider. That is all just a front to provide political cover to their number one passion in life, which is, of course, killing babies. 
I mean, this isn't exactly breaking news to the conservatives, obviously, I realize, but the former president of Planned Parenthood, Leanna Wen's nasty breakup with the organization has made their priorities abundantly clear and so now is the perfect time for Republicans in Congress to unite on the issue to finally block every single federal dollar that currently flows to that murder machine. So Leanna was fired over what appear to be uh, philosophical differences with how to run Planned Parenthood. She allegedly wanted to focus on the healthcare part, but Planned Parenthood, according to reports, was like, no, 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 no. We want to focus on the killing part. The New York Times reportedly obtained a private letter when sent to the board saying, quote, she believed that de-emphasizing abortion care is the best way to protect it. However, there's a vocal minority, including many national staff and board members who prefer a stridently political abortion first philosophy. An abortion first philosophy. I mean, remember when they used to say, we want it to be safe, legal, and rare. Now they love it. Now it's abortion first, not American lives first. Abortion, 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 abortion. Ah, we love abortion. We've heard so many stories from Planned Parenthood employees who naively took jobs there, thinking they would be helping women to make the best healthcare choices for them, only to find out they would be punished for not booking enough abortions. One former worker told the Daily Caller she quickly came into conflict with her higher-ups if she walked out with prenatal vitamins for a patient instead of an abortion. So we've known for a long time that the organization is built entirely around killing babies, and yet they still receive hundreds of millions of dollars in federal funding. It's beyond comprehension. Now that we have a former president of the organization saying what we already know, what is left to stop Republicans from taking up this fight in Congress? The answer, of course, should be nothing. If you recall, Planned Parenthood recently announced they'd be pulling out of the Title X program rather than abide by the Trump administration's ruling barring anyone who accepts the funds from referring a patient to a doctor who provides abortions. That takes about 60 million federal dollars out of their budget per year, but still leaves hundreds of millions coming in through insurance. According to Planned Parenthood, most federal funds come through Medicaid, the government-funded health insurance plan for people with low incomes. So Republicans in Congress need to get to work on passing a law or an amendment, at least, that would make Planned Parenthood out of network for any patient with Medicaid, just like some doctors are out of network on private insurance plans. Planned Parenthood should no longer be allowed to accept Medicaid. And unlike what Planned Parenthood wants you to believe, there are still thousands of clinics available across the country that provide women's health care services without profiting off of murdering babies to do it. In fact, there are far more community health clinics available than there are abortion clinics. If you look at this chart from the Alliance Defending Freedom and the Charlotte Lozier Institute showed that there are 20 community health clinics, the white dots, for every Planned Parenthood clinic, the orange dots. I don't want to hear any more about how an abortion mill that, that's miles away is going to provide better services than a health clinic that's right in your own neighborhood. Despite all the racket that Planned Parenthood makes, we now know that they're liars and providing healthcare services outside of abortion for women's health is not their priority. Their whole business model is being threatened. This should be the beginning of the end for them. Even Slate can admit that abortion funding isn't as popular as Democrats think. In fact, in every poll, a plurality of Americans oppose public funding of abortions. In every poll but one, that plurality is a majority. The questions vary, but the result is the same. Respondents support banning federal funding for abortion except in rape cases or to save the woman's life. They believe that government health insurance programs for low-income women, like Medicaid, should not cover abortion. 
They oppose using tax dollars to pay for a woman's abortion. They oppose allowing Medicaid funds to be used to pay for abortions. When they're told that the Hyde Amendment prohibits federal funds from being used to fund abortions, except in the case of rape or incest or to save the life of the mother, they endorse the amendment. And the polls aren't close. The average gap between the pro-funding and anti-funding positions is 19 percentage points. So you can bet that this will not be a very popular move in the media because they adore abortion. But the numbers consistently show that this is a popular position. Now, I've made my views clear about abortion. I oppose it in every scenario. A lot of people say, I'm fine with it, but why should someone who does truly and fundamentally believe that it is murder have to pay for it? And the obvious answer is they shouldn't. Conservatives in Congress need to take up this fight. Otherwise, why bother even calling yourself a conservative at all? A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.